Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Still Waiting Podcast. I'm your host, Ernie C., back at you again with another weekend. Can you believe that I have, well, now two after this one, three episodes left? Um, yes, as you've known for quite some time, I'm calling it quits at episode 100. I mean, I don't know if it's quits. It's more of a hiatus. It might just be quits. I don't know because still in talks, still in my, really not talks, but more thoughts as to what I'm going to do once this is over. Um, I'm open to projects and I'm really just thinking of what's going to happen in the future. I mean, T sizzle, AKA Terrence, uh, have, uh, him and I have been in talks as to possibly starting a, a future project together, you know, doing what Joe Rogan pretty much does just way lesser, like not even like a fraction of a percent, like the tiniest of fractions, uh, of a percent that Joe Rogan gets for listeners. Um, but yeah, so him and I are in talks. I'm still in my, uh, creative phase to where I don't know. I'm still stumped on what I'm going to do moving forward. Um, but you know, that's for the future to decide. Um, you know, I was going to save this news and I'm probably going to save this till the, not towards the end of the show, but you know, before I get into angels corner, I'm trying to not to spill the beans right now. But uh remember I said I had crazy news last week and I just didn't I didn't get into it because I was like I you know don't even do it. Uh it's not worth it right now. And I was going to actually save that news for <laughs> like almost the very end of episode 100. Um but no, I'm going to save it for before I get an angel's corner here. Um because I was, I was actually going to just like leave it, like leave you guys hanging like quite the cliffhanger because it was a uh, crazy news I got last week. So, uh, I'll just save it for, you know, if you want to jump forward 30 minutes ahead or 20 some minutes ahead, maybe I'll have it spilled by then. Um, but before I get into all that, I have had a week guys. Um, I have had quite a week and I gotta say, fuck the government like seriously fuck them and their stupid asses they are a bunch of cunts every one of the government workers from president of the united states states all the way down to social security uh workers <laughs> to down to dmv social security workers fuck those people fuck them and their stupid asses they are a bunch of cunts and yeah i'm gonna get into that because um my girlfriend and I, we uh, were talking earlier this week, and we want to combine our living situation. We are getting tired of living apart, wanting to bring this unit together, finally. You know, because my ex-wife and I, we did things very stupidly at a young age. We moved in with each other uh, within a month of even really knowing each other just said, Hey, like she needed help getting this new apartment with her sister and just needed just a little bit more extra income and had me tag along for the ride. And I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. So fucking take me in. I'm down. And you know, we thought we had a success, uh, successful thing going and you know, 10 years 
11 years later, it didn't work out. But hey, we lasted a lot longer than most people would in that situation. So I have to give my ex-wife a little bit of props on that and even myself. But I'm more of the, I have, like, I don't know what my deal is, but I am a sucker. I am a sucker for confident women. Women that, I mean, I'm down for taking the lead in certain situations, but sometimes I really just have to throw my hands up and be like, you know what, whatever fucking happens, happens. How about you take the lead for once? And, you know, my ex-wife was like that sometimes, and she would, whenever we would go purchase a car, she would rely on my credit at the time. And, you know, I was doing the husbandly duty of, you know, whatever, we're together, we're planning on being together forever. If you need my credit for anything, I'm here for you. And whenever we would go buy a car for her or yeah, mainly, yeah, I never bought a car for me. I was always thinking about her. We'd always go to a car dealership. She wanted to go look at a Kia. She wanted to go look at a Jeep and I'd be like, whatever, I'm fucking down. Let's, let's go. And you know, it was always funny going getting into those situations because I'd always go with the intention of not getting anything. And I was like, yeah, just stick with that mentality. Stick with like, we are just window browsing. So, and, uh, when it came time where she found something she really liked, I knew what she would say. She, we like, we, first we'd be like saying no to all the different cars and whatnot and deals and whatnot. I even got a uh, pre-approved on a certain case. And, but there was always, once we said no so many times, and then we found something that we kind of liked, you know, that we actually did like, I knew what she would say. Can't, she would tell the salesperson, can you give us a little bit? And that's when I knew she's going to bite the bullet and she's going to want to move forward with this purchase. So I would always be like, all right, I know what that means. And I would always have the talk with her like, Hey, if you are confident that you can make the payments on this, I'm in like, I'm behind you 100%. I, I got your back. You know, we are together. And she would, she would just be like, fine. Like I will take care of the payments. It's your credit, but it's my responsibility. And that's one thing I can give my ex-wife a little bit of credit for. Like she fucked me over, but she didn't fuck me over in my credit history, I guess. Only in one instance she did when we got divorced and I'm still kind of hold a vendetta against her for that. But you know, that's for another day, (laughs) Um, but it didn't fuck with my credit too much, which was nice. Um, but no, my girlfriend and I, we decided to, like, we decided to have a conversation like, hey, let's get this together. Let's, we, we've been together for over a year. Let's celebrate. Let's, you know, all that whatnot, what nonsense. And we decided to start uh, looking for a house. And we actually stum- uh, stumbled across a house. And we were like, wow, this is a really nice house. However, the rent is outrageous, but whatever. And, you know, my girlfriend, she kind of has that uh, similar thing like my ex-wife had that she is very confident that we will make this work. And I was like, you know what? I had to throw my hands up and be like, fine, 
let, I mean, yeah, that's rent, that rent is outrageous, but you know, I think the government really just wants to make everybody homeless at this point. So if you think we can handle it, I'm, I got your back. I am behind you a hundred percent. And, um, so we, we, we put the, we put the application in on this house. I don't know if we're going to move forward with it though. I mean, we kind of had another talk again a couple of days ago where she's like, is this, I mean, is this really going to work though? And then once they start having doubts, then you're like, okay, well, you know, still I have your back regardless. I'm good either way. If you want to wait for a little bit longer, we can do that too. It's not a big deal, but to put in the application, and this is going back to what I said to fuck the government. Um, we had to submit two forms of ID of government issue ID and you know, when I got divorced, my ex-wife gave me all the stuff that was vital records to me. However, I'm an idiot. I was still in a very depression haze, if you must, if you will. Um, I just threw that shit in my trunk. That's the last I remember seeing it. It was like I just threw my social security card, I believe my birth certificate, and my car title all in the trunk, and I haven't seen it since. At least that's what I think. But I mean, I could have, I could have moved it somewhere, but I have not seen it since. So I only have my ID. Well, I was like, okay, well, before we go submit these applications in, I'll go to the social security office. I'll figure this out. I'll get another replacement card. Maybe we can use that confirmation and submit our applications. So snowy Tuesday morning, February 28th earlier this week, very snowy Tuesday morning. I go to the social security office. I get there an hour early before they even open doors and there's already people waiting. However, they're not waiting at, at the door. They're just waiting in their cars, waiting to get in line. So I'm like, all right, when it gets to maybe half hour till I'll go to the door. And I, and I ended up doing that. I was like half hour left. I'm going to go to the door, wait in line, be first in line. And I was, I was like, man, all right, it's a good day. It's snowy. I'm not going to be late to work. I'm first in line at the social security office. And I go up once the doors open, you know, they still fucking assholes require you wear a mask. I thought we were over this COVID bullshit. And I'm going to get into that actually here shortly after now that I'm talking about it, but we still have to wear a mask. Um, so I'm thinking like, okay, well, whatever, just fucking brush off the mask thing, whatever security lets you know, like, Hey, can't bring weapons in. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I might be Mexican, but I'm not packing. I promise. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I get in there, I sit down, lady comes and sits and, or she's already sitting down and she's like, hello, well, how can I help you? I'm like, I just need a replacement card. I've had the, I've had my card and whatnot. And I just need a replacement card. She's like, okay, can I just get a few, you know, of your, uh, a little bit of information for you before we get this replacement card situation um, going? I was like, yeah, you know, by all means, here's my ID. That's who I am. And I, here's my social security number. And <laughs> the fucking cunt. I was like, I just, I couldn't believe it. This almost like reminds me of that Nate Bargatze comedy bit where he's talking about at the airport but she's like oof we have a little bit of a problem like oh god what the hell is the problem because i've actually already i've i've actually i forgot to tell you i've gotten a replacement card 
when I was married, probably like a few years uh, into my marriage, I had to get a replacement card because I was stupid and I lost my social security card. So, but it was easy peasy. I got my fucking social security card. No problem. I don't remember what the hell happened, but I got it. However, this person was being a cunt and she was like, yeah, we have a little bit of a problem. Your ID says Ernesto and your social security card says Ernest. I'm like, huh, we are really making a big stink about one little letter. Are you fucking kidding me? She's like, yeah, uh, you wouldn't happen to have your birth certificate on you. I'm like, no, I don't have my birth certificate on me. Why would I have that on me? It just like when I filled out the application online, it just said to bring my ID down here and we'll get this all squared away. And she's like, yeah, no, this is a problem. Uh, I can't really give you a replacement card because your social security says Ernest and your, you know, your ID says Ernesto. If you can bring your birth certificate down, I'll put, I'll gladly put the letter, the, the extra O in your name and I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, I even used this social security card when I, when I got my ID. Like, what, how, how, that, how, how'd that happen? She goes, yeah, well, I don't know how things are run down at the DMV, but here we take that pretty seriously. I'm like, fuck you. Like, really? Like, you would lose your damn mind if you would flip out if you knew that I go by Ernie. I, I mean, you'd lose your damn mind. I mean, that is 90% of the name right there. Ernest. Okay. So my, my legal name is Ernesto. What the, what the fuck is the problem? And I mean, I didn't make a stink about it, but boy, my looks really make a big stink. I'm just like, I I gave her like, are you fucking kidding me? You fat broad. Like you stupid. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm fat. Okay. Remember last week's episode. I can call this bitch fat. Um, I was very irritated, but you know, I just said, fine, fuck it. I'll get a replacement card another day. Fuck you. I'm out. Fuck the federal government. You guys are cunts. And fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> um, but, you know, I had to do the Ernie thing and really uh, improvise what I was going to do next. So I just told my girlfriend, I'm like, hey, I, like, I wasn't able to get a replacement card, but I'll get, I'll get my birth certificate. I'll order it online, whatever. I'll make it work. And I, and she's like, okay, well maybe we can just submit the verification letter to the, the place where we were going to go apply for the house. I'm like, yeah, fine. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so we got that all situated. I got my birth certificate yesterday in the mail, but they were cool with the verification letter or the verification paper that I was getting my birth certificate. And so we submitted a, a application on the house. However, now I don't know. My girlfriend's kind of backtracking, but it's fine. Whatever. We're still going to get screened. Make sure like we are. And maybe my girlfriend will change her mind. Maybe we will move forward on getting a house, getting that house. However, we would like to actually pay a mortgage, pay for a mortgage instead of renting because good God, it's way cheaper to get a mortgage right now. And I mean, not by much because the housing market is fucked up. I think the government and the the realtors really want the world to be homeless. You either have to make a million dollars or something to get a house or you have to have outstanding credit. Um, and I don't have either. <laughs> but I mean, I have okay credit. I'm not like 
a fucking idiot. I was at one point before I got married, but you know, it's all squared away. I'm, I'm, you know, on the up. Um, but yeah, fuck the government really like fuck them and their stupid asses. And yeah, it's just been, that just really pissed me off. Uh, really like you're going to flip out about my social security card saying earnest. And um, it's just like, uh, whatever. Fuck you. Uh, okay. I'm going to move on from that, all that, that big tirade there. I'm, I can't believe I'm already 15 minutes in. I can't believe, I, I mean, I say it every week. It's just like every time fucking flies by when I'm just talking to myself out loud, especially because I feel like when I'm in my head, it's like a sentence takes like an hour <laughs> to get out. Like, what the fuck am I thinking for? Like, I don't know. I don't understand it. But, uh, you know, this is actually very therapeutic. And it's actually going to be sad that this is going away. But don't worry, guys. I'm I'm, in, I'm thinking about a project. And I'm thinking about, a th- I don't know, if a theme. Maybe, maybe Terry and I will just have Joe Rogan-esque type conversations where we are reminiscing, where we are talking shit, where we're reviewing movies or talking TV shows or music or whatever. And, um, just do things that way. I mean, it's actually more fun to have a person to talk to than talk to myself because I sound like a total psycho probably. But the thing is you guys listen and I, and I very, I'm very, very appreciative of that. But it's just, I gotta, I gotta move on. Okay. I gotta say, I'm no longer waiting for anything anymore. I've just, <laughs> um, but it's wild that I've started this two years ago. I started it right after I turned 35 and this week I turned 37 this past Wednesday. I turned 37. Oh boy. And it's like, I'm fucking falling apart guys. I am like, Yesterday, I was cleaning my boy's bedroom after he left with his mom, and it's like, right after I was done, my body was killing me. Like, good Lord, I'm afraid to go to the gym now if I have to, if it's going to be that torturous, like, on my body. Like, I have backaches still going on right now. Like, it hurts. Um, Just from bending over and picking up little-ass toys and throwing them in freaking toy chests It sucks. Getting old sucks, but you know what? I embrace it too. It's okay. I'm not, I'm never gonna, uh, be one of those people that has to alter their body or their face just to look young and skinny and whatnot and blah, 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 blah. I am trying to alter my body though, but the fasting is, is working very, very slowly, but it's working. People have been noticing. They've been like, dude, your face is getting skinnier. You're looking kind of thinner. Like, I think, and it's funny because my weight hasn't changed drastically. I've lost weight, but it's not drastic. But uh, I heard uh, Krista Stefano talking to Joe Rogan. Speaking of Joe Rogan again, um, I was listening to Krista Stefano, who's a brilliant comedian. If you guys have not checked out his Netflix special, it is so fucking good. Um, it's only a half hour too, not an hour. I mean, sometimes the people's attention spans aren't, aren't that good where they can last an hour of listening to comedy. But Chris Stefano's Netflix special is so fucking funny. Well, he was talking to Joe Rogan and he's the one that kind of got me interested in the intermittent fasting. He actually did get me interested in it. And, um, and he said something earlier this week to Joe where it's like his weight is changing, but it's not much, but it's more like 
I think he said the composition of his body is changing more than anything. And like it, it like the weight's going in in other places to form his body how it should have been. And I was like, man, that actually sounds like my situation. Maybe that's what's happening. Like the weight's not falling off, but it is shit. My body is form uh, forming to the way it should have been all along, which is nice. Um, but I still want to lose like another thousand pounds. Uh, but yeah, so she's, uh, speaking of comedy specials, though, did anybody catch that Chris Rock live on Netflix last night? They were doing a, a live thing on Netflix, and Chris Rock did a live comedy special on Netflix, and it was it was great stuff. I mean, you know, there were some things I agreed with, some things I disagreed with, but I thought it was brilliant. He And he, of course, of course, you know what's coming. He waited for the final 10 minutes of that thing to address what happened last year, which was brilliant. Every, and what was so funny was like the little Easter eggs that were kind of leading to it. Uh, like he was talking about, I think Snoop Dogg at one point, And then he was talking about Jay-Z and every time he would bring those guys up, he would say like, listen, I'm, that's not a diss. I'm not dissing anybody here. I don't need another mad rapper at me coming at me. And it's like, okay, come on, bring it on. We want to get to the good stuff, Chris. Like, you're, you got some good stuff, but let's get to the great stuff. Let's get to the juice of it all. And, um, yeah, he saved that Will Smith stuff for the final 10 minutes, and it was good. It was it was great. Um, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but it was really, really good. Uh, brilliant stuff. You know, Chris Rock. Definitely one of the greatest of all time to do stand-up comedy. I'm very, very... Like, anytime I watch a new stand-up special, or even, in this case, a live comedy special with uh, Chris Rock, it's like I'm just so envious of anybody that can just... I, I crave to get in front of 10 people right now, guys. I'm, I'm in that boat still. Or if I get in front of 10 people, I'm doing fantastic. But if I can get in front of thousands like Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, Tom Segura, Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, Burt Kreischer, Anthony Jeselnik, Andrew Santino, Bobby Lee, uh, who's another good one? Uh, Nate Bargatze. You have fucking. I'm just so envious of those people. Like they have the confidence. They have their voice they have their uh material they just they have people at the palm of their hands and everybody just eats up everything they're saying of course all is jokes but there are some some bits where there's just a little bit of truth to it like like in chris rock's rock situation with will smith uh and jada the fucking cunt queen cunt (laughs) um the queen of cunts let me take a quick drink and actually a quick real quick. All right. Um Okay. So I said at the top of the show what I was going to bring was the news. I was going to sh- I was going to share the news at um the end of this show altogether, 
because last week I was hit with some news and I just didn't know how to feel. Like I just, it felt very unreal. It felt like this, there's no way like this. It just didn't feel real to me. And it still kind of doesn't. It's been hard to really not accept because I've accepted it, but it's like, how, how, how could this have happened? How? Well, guys, let me tell you. God has a very twisted sense of humor and it's okay. Like, I mean, I, this is no, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to be blasphemous here. I don't think I'm taking any shots at God. It's just, he has a very mysterious way of working around, working in our lives. And for the last 37 years, I have been very reckless especially in the dating field, in my marriage, in my, in my relationships with women. And you guys probably know what I'm getting at now. Um, so, you know, when I was with my ex-wife, especially when I was with her, we would always, we were always trying to have a baby. <laughs> and... It came down to the point where, and I think I'm going to share a little bit too much information, but I don't care. I'm very transparent. Um, it came down to doing tests, sperm, uh, sperm samples and whatnot. And, you know, specialists basically calling me a puzzle saying they don't know what's wrong with me. That it's not that they're blanks. It's that there's really, there's nothing there. <laughs> and, you know, as a 30 some year old guy, you know, it's like, that's not what you want to hear, you know, especially when you're trying to have a family. So, you know, my ex-wife and I, we did the right thing. We adopted a beautiful baby boy the day he was born. And he is still the light of my life. Like he makes me so happy, angry, sad, all of it and it is so worth it though because he is the most beautiful thing in the world to me and so when i just said god has a very twisted uh sense of humor very uh twisted way of working in our lives well here i thought i was alec baldwin for the last 37 years fucking shooting off blanks living in a fantasy world where i'm never gonna have a kid and Find out last week that my girlfriend is pregnant. Yes, you've heard right. I am having a baby. An actual baby. I, I'm i kind of hoping for a daughter. I'm kind of hoping for a son. My, I've broke the news to a lot of people. I haven't told Terry. He's probably going to gonna find out on this show right now. Sorry, Terry. I just have wanted to keep a very low profile on this. And I wanted to announce it on the show before I told really anybody. I wanted to actually... I didn't want to announce it until an ultrasound or until, uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. And like I said, it still feels very, very unreal to me. Feels like it's not happening, but that's why my girlfriend and I are starting to look for a house too, because I need to be there for my baby. I need to be there for the mother of my child. And yeah, it's going to be an interesting next eight months and nine months or no six months, seven months. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
because we found out last week, last Saturday night, and we got the confirmation on Monday, which is wild. Like, it really is wild. Here, I, like I said, I'm like firing blanks like Alec Baldwin, and then, you know, all of a sudden I'm just, I got a loaded gun, guys. So, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I really, I don't know. It's, I'm, most, it's so funny, because I'm not freaking out about it. I really am not. I mean, my girlfriend and I talked about it, and, you know, it's not something we wanted. It's not something we planned on, especially, but, you know. It's the cards we were dealt, and we're not in our early 20s, late teens. We both know how to parent very, very well, and all we really need to do is just make sure that this baby is taken care of uh, for the next 18 years and has a good life ahead of them. And, you know, if we if we have a girl, we, I, it's so funny. I, I don't know how this happened. But when I before I even got married, I had names picked out. Before I even had my met my ex-wife, I had names picked out for my kids. You know, a boy was gonna be Jordan. You know, and I had a different middle name, but you know, we worked it, and it's fine as long as I got my Jordan, I was happy. And if I ever had a girl, I would name her Erilyn. And so, um. I think the middle name is going to change on that one too because, you know, my 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 girlfriend's daughter has the middle name that I picked out for Erilyn. So um yeah, so uh what was I going to say? God damn it. Um if we have a girl, my my girlfriend I think is going for forward with the Erilyn name. So I'm excited. I I got my my Jordan and I'm going to get my Erilyn. So it's it's just crazy that uh, this is the life that uh, God has led, or the life that God has made me lead, and uh, I'm I'm excited. I really am. I'm, I mean, it's like I said, it wasn't planned. It wasn't expected. And here I thought. Here I like. I said I was Alec Baldwin shooting recklessly, and you know, went in with a loaded gun at one point, <laughs> and I mean. My girlfriend, she's already got the pregnancy brain going, and, you know, she's hating me right now at certain times. <laughs> and you know what? This is the first six time I'll ever have to experience it. First and last time I'll have to experience this, because I'm not used to this. You know, when my when my when when Jordan came, I didn't have to deal with his birth mom. My ex-wife was going with her to, like, the ultrasounds and appointments and whatnot, um, uh, yeah, so, but I, I mean, I'm going to get my Jordan and hopefully get my Erilyn. If not, though, if it's another boy, we are still taking names. We are still thinking of names. I like the name Ellis, but, um, we will, I will have to get back to you guys maybe sometime in the future in my different project. Oh boy. So wish me luck, guys. I was going to announce it at the very end of a, uh, episode 100 just and leave it as like a cliffhanger. Just say like, okay, you know, that's the end of the podcast, guys. Thank you so much for 100 episodes. And by the way, I'm having a baby. Have a good night. Love you. And I was going to be like that. But it didn't work out that way. I just, I had to get it off my chest. I have to talk about it. I have to tell you guys about it. So, yes, I am having a baby. 
in October, which is around my son's birthday, and even around my my girlfriend's birthday. So a lot of October birthdays um, to look forward to. Oh, boy. Uh, Crazy world, guys. Crazy, crazy world. Crazy times. I don't even, like, I I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But I'm happy. I really am happy. I'm excited. I'm excited. I just... It just feels very unreal. It really does, guys. All right. Well, now that I got that off my chest and talked about it for a little bit, I'm going to get into Angel's Corner. And Angel didn't send me much this week, so I'm going to try. I'll probably read the articles that he sent and give my reactions and whatnot. Um, but I might go back to that pod decks thing that, that I did last week. That was a lot of fun, right? Oh, boy. Where'd my phone go? Oh, there it is. Okay, so let's get into Angel's Corner and maybe pod decks. We'll see. Angel Banuelos. Banuelos. One of the last few times I have to say it. Angel Banuelos. Um, my main man helps me out with the show. Thank you so much, Angel. You have been an angel in my life. Um, helping me out with this show. And he sends me articles. Sends me questions. Sends me uh, would-you-rathers. Keep sending those, Angel. I want to have some fun in these last few couple episodes that we're going to be doing. Um, send me some would you rather. Send me some, I don't know. Just send me advi- advice things, whatever. But uh, let's get into it. All right. So, oh, yeah. He sends me a TikTok video of Jake Paul, who apparently lost last week. So let's watch this video real quick. Uh, maybe? Can I watch it? I felt flat. I got sick really bad twice in this camp. Injured my arm. Um, so it wasn't my best performance. But like, honestly, I felt flat. I got- so, yeah, and uh, <laughs> Angel says, finally lost to a true boxer and excuses, excuses. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, so fuck Jake Paul. I mean... I have never watched a single Jake Paul fight, but I'm actually glad he's finally got humbled a little bit uh, because it just, to me, I felt like every time he won, he really bought his victory. I feel like people that lost were paid uh, very handsomely. And um, then, I mean, who knows? Maybe my theory could be wrong. Maybe Jake Paul is one of the greatest fighters of all time. And in this case, he actually lost. And, you know, Mike Tyson lost too. So, whatever. Let's see how it started and how it ended. We're getting all of the Jake Paul that you can bring tonight. No injuries, no problems. We're coming in 100%. Yes, sir. You're getting Jake Joseph Paul, the full name. Legendary. Let's get 100%. Are we getting- so, that was how it started versus how it ended. And then, yeah, him saying that he got sick. Dur- twice during his camps okay well whatever um i hope he eventually fights fucking fucking ha- have him fight mike tyson now i would love to see that mike tyson i still think can kill anybody with his bare hands and the guy is like almost 60 oh boy um all right next article d transitioner sues doctors Woman who had breasts and uterus removed takes legal action against healthcare workers. Oh boy, let's see this. A detransitioned woman who underwent surgery to remove her breasts and uterus is suing the healthcare providers who are reported to have facilitated her transition. 
Michelle Zabla, 34, has filed a lawsuit against the eight doctors and mental health professionals who prescribed her testosterone treatments and gave her bilateral, uh, bilateral mastectomy and a hysterectomy during what she says was a mental health crisis. Ooh, no shit. Over a 10-year period, she went from seeing a therapist to being referred for hormone therapy by doctors who she had limited interaction with, including one she says she spoke to for less than an hour, to undergoing irreversible surgery and deciding mental health diagnosis is... uh, better explained her condition than anything else in 2020. Uh, next page. Michelle claims the professionals failed to properly address her mental health needs and allowed her to undergo irreversible procedures to her body and suppress feminizing characteristics with testosterone. Michelle is suing eight medical professionals, including doctors and mental health professionals, for their involvement in her transition over 10 years. After a suicide attempt in, 20, in 2008, she started seeing Dr. Nadine Lulu. Who is who became her regular therapist and put her forward as an ideal candidate for hormone therapy in July 2010. That spring, she had spoken with a therapist um, at a Toronto support group for reportedly less than one hour before she was recommended for hormone therapy. And then Angel says, "So you're telling me that it can be a mental health problem we don't and we don't fully understand it." it and not just get surgery right away, especially young children. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's why I don't understand the why the world is the way it is right now. Like, they are just saying, like, tomboys, girls that are tomboys, immediately are told, hey, you should go get your fucking titties removed before you even develop titties. And you should go get your uter- your your fucking vagina mutilated and just become a man. Fucking just put on a strap on and you are a guy i mean it's mind-blowing it's it's unbelievably mind-blowing seriously i don't understand why parents are allowing this at all like my sister was a tomboy when she was like eight to ten and then she became one of the popular girls and she became a very beautiful woman she developed into a very beautiful woman i mean it's called phases, guys. Like, I don't know why parents aren't, they're just thinking like, oh, kids think they can change their gender at five. Let's fucking assist them on this. If they, if my boy wants to wear a dress, let's just call him by a girl's name from there, from going or going forward and let's get his dick cut off and then, you know, put some silicone in his titty, in his chest, you know, whatever. It's retarded. Like, there's no other word to describe the world in the last 20 years, and it is retarded. Very, very retarded. Um, If you, I mean, I'm going to bring up South Park again, but they've called it numerous times. They called it, like, 10 years before this problem was even happening. Cartman, he decides he's sick of using the boys' bathroom, so he wants to become a girl and go by Erica. And all he had to do to to transition was put a bow on his head. That's all he had to do. And he said he's transgender, and it was a hilarious episode. It was a very, very funny episode. Um, Cartman (laughs) becomes Erica just to use the girls' bathroom, and then all of a sudden he gets his own transgender bathroom, which is hilarious. Because, yeah, that's the world we live in now, guys. Like, if you, like... Sometimes, like, 
you know, in my situation, I'm not a very, I'm not the most handsome guy ever, but I am, a, I am able to know when a guy is handsome. When there, you know, there's a Brad Pitt in the room, I want to say, wow, even I would fuck that guy. <laughs> like, like, and the thing is, I'm not gonna, I would just be like, oh, that guy's very, very handsome. But it's like having those feelings doesn't make me a woman. Doesn't make me want to become a woman. If I had decided to put guy liner on, which, you know, guys still do, but they're just considered, in my opinion, still goth, but, or I don't know, just retarded too. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, they're not feminine. They are feminizing themselves a little bit, but I don't think to the fullest extent because, you know, every guy still appreciates his dick and balls. <laughs> every, every real man, I should say. But who knows? Maybe there's even, you know, trans women that still appreciate their dick and balls. They just want to have titties. I don't understand it. And I'll never understand it. It is a mental health crisis, though. It's called gender dysphoria. Look it up. And, yeah. I don't know why doctors, parents, medical assistants, therapists are all advocating to mutilate your dick or your vagina. I'll never understand it, guys. It's pathetic. But we're going to die soon anyway. (laughs) I mean, that's the best I can say is like, we're just going to die. It'll be okay. All right. Um, you will never walk out of here. Mega prison in El Salvador welcomes its first new inmates with chilling vow. Um, you know, it's funny. When I first saw this picture, I thought that was the Jewish flag, the Israeli flag. But no, that must be El Salvador. Um, let's read this article. Um, come on. Let me see the goddamn picture. All right. A mega prison in El Salvador has opened its doors to its first 2,000 inmates. Upon their arrival, the suspected gang members found out there are not enough beds for everyone and there are no mattresses. Oof. The facility is designed to house 40,000 suspected gangsters and and the security minister for the Central American country warned inmates that they will never walk out of here. Oof. Um... The move to the high-tech prison follows President whatever the, la- the whatever the name is war on crime. Uh, they were loaded onto buses, hands and feet in shackles to be taken to the new prison in a convoy that included helicopters. The president posted a video showing barefoot tattooed men wearing only white boxers bent over and with their he- hands behind their shaven heads. Oof. Um and and Angel asked, "What would your reaction be if if you were in that this prison and they told you you will never walk out of here?" I think I would pull an quote unquote Jeffrey Epstein and probably kill myself, or actually I would just stage my death somehow. I would maybe not kill myself. I'd just be like, "Hey man, um, how about you just stab me? Like anybody want to just slit my throat real quick?" break my neck, whatever, just make it quick. I want to get the hell out of here. And I don't want to be in this prison. Like, especially, I don't know the language. I don't know how to speak Salvadorian, uh, if that's what you call it. Is it Salvadorian? El Salvadorian? <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, my I think my, my drive for wanting to die would heighten a lot. And yeah, that would not be good. I don't ever plan on going to prison. I don't ever want to go to prison. 
But if I did ever go to prison, I would hope it'd be for a light, a very light, uh, it would be a very light sentence and I'd be able to get, eventually get out, prove my, that I am, uh, in debt to society and, uh, prove that, uh, I'm worth being in society, I should say. But, um, yeah. That would be very, very scary, but I'm not in a gang. I'm not crazy. I'm not murdering people. I never will murder people. And yeah, I don't ever plan on going to prison. American or El Salvadorian. All right. Megan's upset and overwhelmed. Oh, and Chris Rock touched on Meghan Markle, too, because that's what this article is about. Uh, insider claims Duchess is unhappy with how South Park depicted her and Harry. <laughs> I watched that episode. That was so good. Um, it's, it was a good episode. Um, Megan upset and overwhelmed by her depiction on South Park as the Sussexes consider legal action. Insider claim insiders claim Meghan Markle has been left upset and overwhelmed at how she and Prince Harry were mercilessly mocked by South Park. Well, join the fucking club. If you're an idiot and you're in the public eye, South Park will rip you to shreds. And it is the best. Um, in the episode World Privacy Tour, she is introduced as a sorority girl, actress, influencer, victim by another character. That was so funny. The satirical series ridiculed the couple's demands for privacy while on on a publicity blitz for the prince's autobiography, Wah, a dig at Harry's recent memoir, Spare, in last week's brutal episode. Um, he said, according to sources close to the ex-royals, it appears that, like so many things with Meghan and Harry, this may have legal ramifications attached. Their legal team are casting an eye over that epi- over the episode to see what is wrong and what could be turned into something more sinister. Mr. Sean added that the makers of South Park as yet received no legal correspondence. Last week's episode depicted the prince and princess of Canada, a young royal couple who loudly begged for privacy while drawing attention to themselves. Yeah, the redheaded prince and his wife, who wears the same pink outfit that Meghan wore for Trooping the Color in 2018, are seen promoting the prince's book, Wah, the cover of which strongly resembles Harry's memoir, uh, Spare. And Angel just says this was a funny ep- this was a funny episode, but it did seem accurate. It was very accurate, you know. That's what's so insane about people like Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's, especially if they want to cry for privacy while going on Oprah or The View to promote whatever it is they're promoting. Like, go fuck yourself. And the fact that you think the royal family is of any concern of like anybody in America, like that's retarded. You know, my English, my fucking coworker who's from England, she looks up, or I don't know if she looks up to the royals, but she pays her respects to the royals, like to, like, if the queen or the fucking king, whatever, because that's their lifestyle. And I was like, you know what? That's your lifestyle. And she understands that over, she understands my view on it. She's like, yeah, I get it. Like, monarchy is not your thing. I'm like, yeah, because I'm not an astronaut. So, like, why should I fucking just. Like, I should just put on a spacesuit and be like, I'm an astronaut. You know, if you're a queen, I'm an astronaut. Um, no, it's just, it's so stupid. Um, but like these people, like Meghan Markle, who's not even hot. She's okay. She, she Okay is at best. She's, 
retarded. <laughs> and I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I just don't get the royalty thing. And I'll never get the cry that you want privacy while it was hilarious on one part. He goes, uh, the guy that's interviewing the characters on South Park, Megan and Harry, he's like, yeah, you know, you guys are sitting there crying for privacy, but your life, your wife loves being on Instagram, like your Instagram loving bitch of a wife. I think that's what he called her. And it was so funny. But another, what was even funnier is that hearing that they're seeking legal action what's so funny is that their names were never even stated on South Park. Obviously I think for a reason because you don't need to put their names out there. Uh, if he would, if, if, if South Park would have exclusively said Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, then they might have a case on their hands, but their names weren't even on the episode. It was just the Prince and the princess. That's it. You know, there was Canadian a Canadian resemblance to them, but that was it. <laughs> and it's like, you really just had to use your imagination on who they were talking about. But everybody knew who they were talking about. Um, but uh, South Park is great. South Park is the greatest of all time. One of the greatest of all times in show TV series that just will never die. And it's, it's immortalized. They're untouchable. And... I really wish I was friends with Trey Parker and Matt Stone. You know, I got a few more minutes. I'm going to do the pod decks now. So that's it for Angel's Corner, Angel Bonuelos. Bonuelos. Thank you, man. I can't believe we only have a couple more of these to go, but send me would you rather. Send me advice, things that you want, or articles, or, you know, your questions, uh, movie stuff, whatever. It's always good hearing from you, dude. And I'm going to be sad when this goes away and I don't get to hear from you as much. But who knows what, what the new project will bring. I'll let you know. I'll let you in uh, if we're going to be doing any sort of scenarios like what we did with Angel's Corner. Okay? Okay, let's go to pod decks. Let's see what, what this brings to this week. I don't remember which ones I did last week. Um, let's do this one. How dare you preview... What is the most embarrassing thing that has happened to you this year? Like the like like in the last calendar year or 2023? Well, I guess you know, if we're to speak in 2023, it is pull, pulling the old Alec Baldwin and you know thought thought I was shooting blanks and going in with a full uh, loaded gun. That was pretty embarrassing, but you know, not really. It's just it sucks, <laughs> but it's it's awesome. I can't wait. I'm really really excited. Um, but a most embarrassing thing, Jesus Christ, really my back, my back is itching right now. This is embarrassing. Um, um, the most embarrassing thing that's happened to me in the last year, you know, I can't tell you, I mean, maybe farting in front of my girlfriend for the first time. That was pretty embarrassing. Now, now we're both fucking farting machines. Oh God. All right. Um, who is the last person that you stalked on social media? Oof, this is probably before I got married, and it was probably my ex girlfriend, one of my ex girlfriends. I don't do that stalking shit on social media. I don't need to stalk. 
I have my own life to worry about. They have their own lives to worry about. I, don't, I just don't give a shit anymore. Like I said, we're all going to die. What's the point in stalking somebody? What's the point in being miserable about what's going on in the world? We are going to die. <laughs> you know, that's the most uplifting message you you have on this uh, podcast here, Ernie. Um, what's a habit? What habit can't you seem to quit? Smoking. You know, it's funny because I feel bad. You know, I was I was I was going what half a year, maybe a little bit more, like over six months. I quit. I quit smoking last year, and then when I went to Reno with my girlfriend, I kind of just got the craving. I was like, "Listen, you know, we're on vacation. Can I just buy a pack?" And she's like, "Yeah," and I'll smoke with you. I'm like, "Wait, what?" She goes, "Yeah, I've never smoked before, and I'll, I'll have a cigarette with you." And then we I was like okay you know if you're smoking with me that's awesome you know it'll help me get rid of the pack quicker and then it's like okay uh, that was nice that was a nice vacation thing it was okay then we got back here and it was like I think I, I quit for like another month or two and then it's like I, I was trying to find reasons to smoke again I was like okay I'm sick I should probably go buy a pack of cigarettes uh, okay like oh fucking high storm I need to go put buy a pack of cigarettes oh my ex-wife's fucking pissing me off i need a pack of cigarettes oh my god i'm gonna have a baby i need to buy a pack of cigarettes um it's it's hard and i'm going back and forth between smoking and vaping (laughs) it's it's really really hard but you know i'm gonna quit eventually maybe when my like teeth start to rot or i get lung cancer or some bullshit i don't know um what was your first kiss like? Well, I think I've talked about it on here. It was very sloppy because I was only four or five years old. And then I had a girlfriend at that time who was a very beautiful, young, five-year-old, too. And, I mean, it sounds awful saying that as an adult. But, yeah, she was my first kiss. And I'm pretty sure it was very, very sloppy. Um, speaking of inappropriate things in front of kids, it was hilarious because we were at my girlfriend's daughter's soccer game earlier today. And it was, you know, raining and... I was laughing at myself because I didn't really think of what I was saying. Like, um, <laughs> at, because my girlfriend, my girlfriend's daughter's team, they they were doing pretty good. I mean, the game actually was turning out pretty good, uh, even though they lost. But there were a couple times where we were like, um, they were driving the ball to the other team's side of the field, and I was like, "Oh, up, get it up there, get it up there, get it up, get it up," and. I was like, oh, shit, why am I screaming, like, get it up at a fucking kid's soccer game? People were like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Get him out of here. He shouldn't be within 200 yards of this fucking place. Um, yeah, hilarious. All right, what is the meanest thing that you have done? Um, hmm. You know, I, I, I don't like to think about this, but I think about it from time to time because I was kind of a dick. And when I was like in eighth grade, I was thinking I was like one of the popular kids and I was kind of, I wasn't smug, but there was a little bit of smugness to it. And it was like, I wasn't signing certain kids fucking yearbooks at the end of the year because I was like, yeah, they're not cool. <laughs> I felt like such a prick after that. I was like, like, I think I went into that summer and I was like, why did I do that? Like, I'm such an asshole. I'm such a cunt. Why would I do that? Like, <laughs> I'm a nice guy. Why why don't I just be like, yeah, fuck you. I'm not going to sign your goddamn yearbook. book. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed. (laughs) All right. I'll do one more. Let's do one fucking more. Um, 
Let's see here. Do do deal breakers. Let's see here. Let me preview this. I don't remember if I did. Um. Oh yeah. Let's just do deal breakers real quick. This will be quick. Uh, they don't want to introduce you to their family or even friends. Oh yeah, that's a deal breaker because you're you're a shame fuck. That's what you are. Like I've had a few fa- shame fucks that I never wanted to introduce to family or friends. Okay, like who hasn't? <laughs> that's but that is a deal breaker for sure. Uh, doesn't like children or discusses uh, wanting kids on the first date. Uh, either or. Um, if they don't like children, that is a deal breaker, but if they discuss wanting kids on the first date, that's not a deal breaker. I don't know, like, especially if you're, if you're wanting to seriously date somebody to maybe form an exclusive relationship, sure, bring it up on the first date. Like, if either, if neither of you have kids, I can bring it up. Like, yeah, I'd like to have a family someday or, you know, I don't know, maybe two kids, maybe one kid. You know, if especially if you're more career driven and you haven't had time to think about ha- having a family, discuss it on the first date. Nothing wrong with that. I don't think that's a deal deal breaker. But if they don't like children and like I have my son, I'd be like, well, fuck off. You know, because he's coming with me wherever. And uh, locks their phone. That's a, is that a deal breaker? Everybody has a lock on their phone. I have a lock on my phone. I don't think that's a deal breaker. That's stupid. Um, shows up more then a little late yeah i'm a very punctual guy and it depends though like if you show up to dates or whatever or show up to like uh, arranged gatherings late that is kind of a deal breaker to me i'm a very punctual guy too punctual to a fault i like to be like 15 minutes to a half hour early at least um yeah i mean yeah that's a deal breaker hooked on their ex absolutely a deal breaker (laughs) i mean i'm not hooked on my ex despite what you guys may think on this fucking podcast no i'm hooked to her bullshit that's what i'm hooked to is like her goddamn retardedness um (laughs) by the way yeah she did shoot me a congratulations yesterday because my son ended up telling her because i told my son earlier this week i'm like hey you might have a baby brother or sister in the future and yeah, I get a text later on in the evening last night and like, Hey, congratulations. I, I, you know, Jordan told me you were having a kid and I nearly spit my soda out when I found out and I'm happy for you. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> I, just, I was just like, but I just responded. I'm like, Oh, thanks. But I was like, you're not happy for me. Fuck off. Don't, don't lie. Quit lying to me. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but hooked on their ex. Absolutely a deal breaker. If you're not, if you're not over them you you don't have to you can be hooked on their bullshit if you want that's fine but if you're hooked on them or who they were as a person you can fuck right off all right uh that's it for pod decks thank you angel for the questions thank you guys for listening i'm gonna get out of here i can't believe i've already gone i this might be an hour long oh my god this podcast is an hour long today for the first time in months um, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to take a few puffs and just veg out before I go back to the chaos. That is my girlfriend's house. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So 
what did you guys learn from this episode? Fuck the government. I'm going to have a baby and Chris Rock's new comedy special, which is on Netflix now. It was live last night, but you can still wa- you can watch it on Netflix now. Um, check it out. It was so good. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get out of here, all right? I love you guys. God bless you guys. Take care, and I will talk to you next week.